Welcome to this episode of Raising Resilience. I'm Pam Ressler, and I'm so thrilled to be joined today by Holly Carpenter. I'll give you a little more background after I frame what our discussion is going to be about today. Um, we're recording this in the middle of December of 2020. We're uh, about three quarters of a year into navigating the global pandemic of the coronavirus. And nurses, uh, as you may know, are the largest group of healthcare workers in the US and have been severely impacted by the coronavirus, by caring for others, trying to care for themselves and just navigating the world as, as all of us have been doing these past uh, nine months. Nurses are also um, really the, are getting physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, but they're still going to work. They're still caring for others and themselves, but they're really finding it hard to maintain their resilience. And that's why I think this is such an important topic to talk about today. Nurses have become a bit of the canaries in the coal mine about workplace stress as the pandemic has continued. The bright news today, as a matter of fact, is the first vaccine was given to someone in the U.S., and she happened to be an ICU nurse in New York City. So much hope, but also um, there's a lot of fear about the pandemic and how we are going to continue to navigate this. So again, my guest today is Holly Carpenter, who is a senior policy advisor for the American Nurses Association um, Nurse Practice and Work Environment Department. Holly has been instrumental at really developing and implementing educational programs, resources, policies on nurse health, safety, and wellness, including the Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation initiative, which we'll be talking about, but also initiatives on nurse suicide prevention, immunizations, and other occupational health and uh, work environment issues. Holly is, is also a nurse, also in our profession. So I am just thrilled to welcome you, Holly, and to talk to you about nurses, about our stress, about how we can continue to raise our resilience, and hopefully uh, learn about those wonderful resources that the ANA is offering to not just nurses, but to so many of us in healthcare. So again, welcome, Holly. Thank you so much, Pam. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Oh, it's so I'm so grateful that you are taking some time. I know this is a busy time for so many of us in healthcare, and for you to take time to just chat with us and um, educate us a bit on what we can do. So I know that um, you know. Obviously, you've been in the nursing profession for a long time, as I have, and just the profession of nursing has inherent stressors, but what are the unique stressors that you think nurses are facing now that maybe others who are also navigating the pandemic, but are not in the profession of nursing may not have quite the same um, stressors? Well, um, of course, nurses are experiencing the same things that all of us do, but maybe at a more heightened level, um, there could be anger, frustration, 
There's unrelenting stress, anxiety, fear, isolation, loneliness. Um, nurses have never had to worry generally about finding work before, but now um, with some of the hospitals not being able to take on um, some of the routine things that they used to do, there are is can be financial hardship. Mm -hmm. uh, finding safe childcare, they might be responsible for homeschooling their children. Um, so all kinds of different things like that. Then specific to nurses, um, there's the inadequate personal protective equipment that they may not be able to, to get to, um, understaffing or um, suboptimal staffing at their hospital, having to work through breaks, um, having to get into work early, stay late, and then maybe a larger workload than they feel comfortable with. And then some nurses, too, may be pulled from their normal unit and have to work in a unit that they're not... Um, that they're not as familiar with as their own unit, such as I'm um, having to work into the, the ICU. Mm -hmm. Of course, nurses are always worried about possibly um, when they're coming home, possibly infecting others um, be between trying to get their, their clothes off, their shoes, how they, you know, kind of disembowel from, not disembowel, but uh, kind of take off from their day. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of different things that nurses have to work with. And, of course, nurses always have the life and death um, situations that they have to work with. Um, I was just speaking about this a little bit earlier today. Most occupations, if someone would die at, the, at, at their work, people would be given the day off. There would be help brought in. Um, probably some, some special uh, resources would be given. But for a nurse at, at the bedside, when a, a patient dies, you generally prepare the body um, to, to be taken to the morgue, and then you get ready for your new admission. Um, nurses really sometimes need that time, a little time between patients, so that they can decompress, kind of take in what happened, um, go to a special area, take a breath, think about the person they had been caring for previously, and kind of honor the memory. So that's something that a lot of other um, nursing, other professions don't have to worry um, about. Of course, also with nursing, um, there's mandatory overtime, there's shift work, 12-hour shifts, working at night, uh, workplace violence, incivility, and bullying, fatigue, uh, exposure to um, infection, hazardous chemicals. So there, there's a lot more that nurses face than, than people might necessarily know about. Yeah, I think the other thing that, you know, COVID has kind of um, uh, shed a light on is how much nurses are doing as being part of the patient's family now too, because the lack of visitors in hospitals that we have become used to in nursing over the years, um, they no longer, uh, are, uh, patients are alone. And so that extra piece of really having to try to connect in whatever way we, we can with uh, the patient and their families, I'm sure has caused an extra level of, um, of stress on nurses who are already stretched to their limits. Exactly, especially for those um, possibly in the COVID-19 units, but those also in long-term care uh, or um, hospice care that are used to being able to have family come in and, and be with that the loved one when they pass from this life to the next. And now often they have to be the stand-ins for the family or try to rely on some type of technology, which we all know can work or not work. That's true. Um, 
at, at, at critical moments. So, yes, I agree with you 100%. Very, very, very difficult times. Yeah. So here we are in the end of 2020 um, with some positives uh, coming forward in the next several months. But we have a workforce, um, particularly in nursing, as I said, um, the largest healthcare workforce that really needs some help in, in building uh, or refueling a bit of the resilience. We know that there's still going to be difficult times ahead for a while. What are some of the things that you think we can offer to not just nurses, but other healthcare providers as a way to help them maintain and build and sustain their resilience at this point? Well, first and foremost, um, ANA definitely feels that um, access to affordable mental health screenings and confidential mental health assistance and treatment is really vital for nurses. Um, and when nurses actually go and, and use these resources, they absolutely must not threaten the nurse's licensure or their employment. Um, we really have some work to do here in the U.S. Um, about getting rid of the stigma of uh, mental health issues. But with that in mind, there's plenty of things that nurses can do before uh, they hit crisis. Um, some of the, the great ways to, to build resilience that are out there are obviously self-care, making sure you're eating well, you're getting some exercise, you're getting that seven to nine hours of rest in every 24-hour period, you're taking some time for yourself, and then you're being safe. You're not texting while you're driving, um, that kind of thing. You're just, you're, you're being your best self, so to speak. Um, a lot of people find help through gratitude practices, meditation and yoga, prayer, uh, self-compassion, um, an interesting technique called um, EFT, uh, which also known as tapping, where you repeat um, positive mantras and then also tap different parts of your body in a sequence. Um, it, it sounds a little crazy and out there, but it actually does work. It can help uh, reduce stress, help people with pain, um, some sleep. Um, everyone's always touting the, the, the wonders of, of spending some time outdoors. And even when it's cold, getting some of that sunshine or just kind of walking outside for a short time, getting out in nature is so helpful. Being mindful um, in, in the actual moment, something called self-compassion. A lot of times we're very compassionate to others. We forget to show that same compassion to ourselves, especially for nurses, being able to take your break. Um, a lot of times we at ANA hear about nurses getting UTIs because they're not drinking, because they know they can't take their bathroom breaks, uh, just that kind of craziness. Nurses should be able to hydrate. They should be able to take their bathroom breaks, and they should be able to take their meal breaks. Um, Really focusing in on the times of joy, uh, your vacation, take it off. Um, a lot of nurses uh, feel hesitant to take their well-earned vacation. They forget that this is something that they earned. It's not something that's just given to them. So even if you can't go somewhere exciting right now because of the pandemic, um, taking that well-earned time off so you can just decompress and focus on the things and the people that you love. Um, the other thing that we would definitely want to ask people to do is avoid um, excessive alcohol as well. And then if, if you, things are a little bit more serious and you feel like you, you need more, um, you may look for uh, group support, 
program, um, maybe reach out to a mentor or have a buddy system. Reach out to your EAP, your Employee Assistance Program. Decompressing with trusted loved ones, um, certainly not breaking any HIPAA rules, but just saying I'm going through a hard time. Will, will you pray with me or will you share a happy story with me so I can think about something else? And then always think about helping others by sharing your story if you're comfortable to do so. A lot of times we're so hesitant to share about mental health because of the stigma. But the more people feel comfortable with that and they realize they're not alone, there's so many people with these issues, uh, it, it can really be helpful. And always, 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 um, mental health screening, get it if you're a nurse during this time. Be, because you don't want to wait until you're in crisis. Um, just make sure that you're doing okay. And if you do need the psychiatric help, um, please do get it. Uh, you can discuss treatment with your health care provider uh, or your psychiatrist, your psychologist. Don't wait until it's. Um, don't wait until you're in crisis. And remember, above all, you are not alone, and many other nurses are experiencing um, this. Yeah, I think that's so important to recognize that um, you you are not alone and there is help out there, but it's often hard to ask for that. And I love the idea of sharing stories, um, our own stories, and um, just so people don't feel quite as alone. I think that is huge for nurses. I know you've been working for several years now on... Uh, a very innovative initiative that I think is absolutely fabulous and it's it just much more comprehensive than I even imagined called Healthy Nurse and Healthy Nation. And I know you've also been um, doing surveys and really collecting a lot of interesting data from nurses. Can you tell us a little bit about what Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation is all about and uh, where it's been and where it's going? Sure, sure. So Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation um, is a free nurse health safety and wellness program that's open to everyone and it's free to all. You do not have to be a nurse, even though it's geared towards nurses. And you do not need to be an ANA member. It's available to everyone at hnhn.org. Um, and I think that Pam is going to share a lot of different links with you um, in, in maybe a resource portion of, of this. So basically what it is is um, where we try to connect nurses with each other, with subject matter experts, and then also with their employers, their professional associations, and um, other interested parties to really focus on five different areas. That's physical activity, nutrition, rest, quality of life, which is kind of like a nebulous category, everything from work-life balance to stress relief, happiness, joy, and then um, safety. And uh, as I said before, safety can be your personal safety, such as not texting while you're driving, but also your occupational health safety. So avoiding needle sick, safe patient handling, um, optimal staffing, all kinds of things like that. And we do this through so many different ways. Uh, we have an online platform, we have text options, and then we have a very robust uh, social media platform on Facebook and Twitter. And we're trying to grow our Instagram as well. Um, so how we do this is the first thing we ask people to do is take our Healthy Nurse Survey, which is how we gather data. When a nurse takes the survey, it's about 101 questions, takes about 15 minutes to um, finish. It has been IRB reviewed. 
and they get their results immediately in a stoplight graph, a red, yellow, green kind of um, deal. Red means you're at high risk, yellow, medium, green is low to no. And um, so nurses can review their answers. They can also see where uh, the national average for certain answers and um, the ideal answer, and then different resources and references. They also get something called their Healthy Nurse Index Score, which is a numerical score, because you can take the survey year after year so that you can try to improve that score and track your progress. Now, where it helps us um, is that we can uh, we look at the de-identified aggregated data and can see where nurses are making progress and where we still need more help and where more programs are needed. So that's very helpful to us. Uh, we also offer at least one challenge every month, and this can be everything from decreasing sugar out of your diet. Um, we just finished our hashtag and nurse abuse challenge. Um, we're starting a financial health challenge uh, this week. So just all kinds of different um, challenges that any aspect of your health it, it can be pretty much covered. And we try to mix it up so that it's, it's never the same thing twice um, and really keep people engaged. We have discussion boards and blogs. Um, a lot of people like to post their favorite recipes, especially on our Facebook group. We have a lot of people post mini exercise routines and um, things that they've help, found helpful in their journey. And it's not just about you know losing weight or running a marathon. It can also be about learning to say no, <laughs> planning that vacation, um, just anything that you can think of that will increase your, your health, safety, or wellness in, in some manner. I think it's so exciting. Um, so you said that you don't have to be a nurse, although it's geared towards nurses. And it sounds like you're really creating a community um, of, yes. of nurses and uh, of nurses with various uh, expertise and their own lived experience as, as a nurse. And I think that's super exciting. I love the idea of challenges as well. Um, and I love the idea of community because it's often very hard um, when you're working different shifts or in, in different units, different hospitals to really have a sense of community. And we often begin to feel quite alone and offering this as a way to build community, not and community in so many ways, as you said, um, cooking and recipes or short exercises really creates a wholeness, doesn't it? Um, and it takes a step away from, I'm doing this for professional development in a way. Um, I'm doing it for personal development and I'm doing this because I'm part of this community, I think is, is really exciting. Yes, we put a lot of work into um, recently kind of refreshing it as well. We're trying to get away, not we'll still offer um, plenty of written resources, but we know nurses don't have time for one more thing right now, um, yeah. even if it's for their own health, safety, and wellness. So we're trying to get into short uh, types of recordings and um, different different types of resources. So one of the, the first things that should be posted uh, shortly uh, we did a, a fairly, I'd say, a 60-minute-plus webinar on mental health for nurses through um, ANA. And what we're looking, um, it has actually been um, chopped up, <laughs> for lack of a better word, into little webinettes, um, anywhere from like 4 to 13 minutes, so that people can kind of just get a little snack. They can snack a little on, on various webinars and skip the parts they didn't want. And we, we look to do much more of that and have things like that maybe for some meal prep and, you know, packing 
your five uh, five days of lunches, or all just, just all different types of things um, that we we hope to offer that might be a little different um, than than our usual fare, and we're we're pretty excited about that. Oh yeah, and I love the idea of those little little bites um, because mm-hmm. it's very difficult, as we all know, to spend a full hour on a webinar listening and to have those small bites is really um, very innovative. What other innovative ideas um, are you excited about that uh, you're, you're starting to work on um, at the ANA or, or through any kind of nurse focused um, organization? Well, um, with ANA, uh, obviously we, we love our healthy, ner- healthy nurse, mm-hmm. healthy nation. And um, some important work came out of Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation. Uh, we were instructed by ANA's Board of Director in 2019 uh, to have a, a nurse suicide prevention committee and to really look at the statistics out there and, and look to see what kind of product uh, is needed for nurses. So we did uh, get a great group of, of uh, experts, researchers, and other um, interested parties together, over 50 uh, of those types, uh, plus ANA staff, and then we were really uh, blessed to have Drs. Bernadette Melnick and Judy Davidson to be our co-chairs, and uh, Bernadette is, is renowned for her work with resilience, and um, Judy Davidson is a, is a very well-known um, nurse suicide researcher. Uh, so we, we really, what came out of that group was an extremely robust uh, website. And again, I believe that, that that link will be shared uh, with your audience a little yes. bit later. But uh, it's everything you would need that you may want to know. Um, Classic suicide prevention, um, building your resilience, uh, what to say and what to do to someone that you suspect with someone that you suspect is in crisis, even including um, short videos uh, of, of conversations that you could have. If you are the nurse that's in crisis yourself, the steps that you can take, what's available to you, who you should call, what group you should call. Um, there's also the Wellbeing Initiative launched by the American Nurses Foundation in partnership with ANA, AACN, APNA, ENA, and AORN. And that's a really cool website. Again, open to everyone, totally free. Um, that link is shared with, um, with your audience as well. Mm-hmm. And it's really just to help support nurses with their well-being. And we realize that different people rely upon different methods to help them. So this is a nice uh, laundry list of different items that, that, you, that could be very helpful to whatever you're looking for at that time. There's um, a journaling experience. There are all types of all sorts of apps. Um, wow. It's multi-tiered and comprehensive, uh, leveraging some partnerships that are even outside of nurses. And the commitment is for the long run. Um, like I was, I was saying, there's this narrative expressive writing program. Uh, there's a safe place to talk where there's, there's an app where your first two calls are free. Um, there's a podcast series focused on nurse health and well-being. Uh, there's stress self, uh, stress, excuse me, a stress self-assessment mm-hmm. and nurse guided mental health support services. All kinds of things. When you look through, you'll you'll, you'll be amazed at what you see, and um, hopefully it will be very helpful to to your audience. 
Oh, this is just fantastic, Holly. Um, Now, are all of these resources free to the public or do they need to join an organization to access them? Um, uh, We we will be posting all of these wonderful links, but I just um, am curious, do they need to be a member of ANA or another organization to utilize them? So for Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation, they do not need to be. um, Okay. Like I said before, you don't need to be a nurse. You do not need to um, be an ANA member. Um, obviously, it's called Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation, so it's geared uh, a little bit more towards um, nurses. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no. And then for the well-being initiative, it is for nurses. It's free tools and apps to support the mental health and resilience of all nurses. Mm-hmm. So you do not need to be an ANA member. Okay. And, like, some of the apps and things are, are free to a certain extent. Like, the mm-hmm. one is, is uh, free for the first two calls. That's great. That's so helpful. Well, I know we're coming to the end here, and I could talk to you for hours about the wonderful things that you're launching and, and getting out there. And I'm just so thrilled that nurses can access many of these resources that they may not be aware of at at this point, but they're out there and they're current and they sound very helpful. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to let nurses and others know about or um, any other words of advice perhaps for those in healthcare who um, are trying to raise their resilience or at least uh, sustain it at a certain level right now? Um, Again, the most important message I would like to to have come out of this is for nurses to know they're not alone. Other nurses are experiencing this. Get the help you need. Don't wait until you're in crisis. There are so many resources out there, so please, please, please take the time to investigate what your employer offers. If they they don't seem to offer anything, Talk to your health care provider. Um, and then do the self-care. Really take care of yourself. Um, the small things that we think are so small, but they really aren't, like adequate hydration, taking your breaks, um, taking time off for vacation, um, not isolating yourself, even though it's not the same. You know, do do the Zoom call and show your face. Um Connect with a relative, even if you have to write to someone or uh, like we're doing today using the landline, yeah. um, do it. Reach out. Don't don't let yourself be isolated and know that you're not alone and also know that it's a grateful nation. So thankful for all the hard work that you do, for the sacrifices that you're making, and we just, we, we appreciate you and, and we really respect what you're doing and we're so grateful. Oh, that's a wonderful framing of this. I think putting ourselves um, first and not last uh, is is so important, but it's so hard to do, especially for, for nurses who are so used to helping others first and to give permission to ourselves that we can prioritize our own health and well-being um, to keep us doing what we love to do. 
Thank you so much, Holly. I so appreciate the conversation and these incredible resources that you're working on. I will have all of these posted um, in the show notes for this episode, as well as on my website, which is stressresources.com. So thanks again, Holly. This has been fabulous and stay healthy. Thank you so much. And same to you and your audience. Take care. 